0: chapter 11 of laughter limited this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by k hand laughter limited by nina wilcox putnam chapter 11 for a moment he stared at me without actually knowing it was i the way a person does who is far from expecting you Then it began to dawn on him and he took off his hat for the love of Mike he says why it's Bonnie yes I says getting to my feet and commencing to shake all over like the last straw or something yes it's me and what are you going to do about it why whatever you like says he when did you get here and why didn't you let me know you were coming and of all things why are you sitting alone out here in those clothes at this hour i did let you know i says to silvermount offices and as for being here i have just run away from a party i didn't like and then trembling got the better of me and like a darn fool i sunk down on the bench and began to cry for all i was worth in an instant stricky was beside me putting an arm around me and pulling me to him with a lot of there now old lady and get a hold of yourself little girl and other such comforting remarks and for a moment just any old friendly shoulder felt so good to cry on that i didn't have the courage to move away from it nor want to either after a minute or two i sat up and dried my eyes and was thankful i had a compact powder in my coat pocket and a little self-control back again here now that's better says stricky say listen you haven't a car anywheres around well we'll walk up to sunset and get one and we can talk things over i nodded and we started for the top of the cliff well i suppose you wrote to the silver mountain offices says Stricky. that's why i didn't get the letter you see i got out a little while ago we couldn't agree on my new contract and i simply refused to stay along on the old basis so i got out and they have been beastly careless about forwarding my mail oh i says faintly i came out here on your word you see where are you now well nowhere says he but I have a big offer that I'm considerin'. I haven't signed yet, but I expect that I will in a day or two. Now tell me about yourself. There isn't anything interesting, I says. I'm not working yet. But there is nothing original about that in this town. Gee, that's a shame, says Stricky, with vigorous annoyance. When I sign up with Muro, perhaps I can do something for you. Muro, I says, drawing away from the arm he had through mine. Muro oh not there say listen they are fine people says Stricky. tom's a great little feller i'll introduce you to tom and if you can make a hit you can get anything you want on the lot to me all this was like a sudden iceberg after a friendly stove if you can see what i mean i wanted to think i had been wrong about Stricky, and it seemed like he wouldn't let me i says no again getting more faint and remote by the minute and by this time we had come to sunset Inn which is called that way because it don't start until sunset and then tries to double for the sun all night it blazed with orange lights and as we stopped in front the orchestra broke out into a fresh effort from the row that it made i could easily imagine some well-known star was playing the traps as per usual i don't believe i had ever really hated jazz except at that moment jazz has no business butting in on a person's private troubles Care to go in for a while? says Stricky jerking his head towards the door, but I shook mine. I would rather go home, please. I says, The Laurel would. Stricky called a taxi, and under the strong light, I seen that he was just as swank as ever. Even the way he stood had snap, and I couldn't help but feel a kind of softness towards him, for it's the truth that it takes an awful lot of proving to make any woman believe a man with smooth hair and a perfect tie is really a villain. Especially when he is trying hard to flag her When he helped me into the darkness of the taxi and got in beside me settling down for the long drive home I softened even more and little by little he got out of me something of what had happened that evening only of course I mentioned no names a Well-known producer was all I says and while I told him the light charm of this bird was actually so strong That he had me forgetting how he had lied to me Then he started talking say listen he says coolly lighting a cigarette as if i had merely described merry christmas or something a contract is a rare animal around here this season i'll say it is why don't you take him up stricky i says no not that from you but why not he persisted you want to be a great actress well then you got to live to get all kinds of experience or you'll never be worth a damn take things as they come and don't get in love or marry that's my motto now I got a sort of hangover I guess from the older generation I couldn't see how a person would be able to talk like that and actually mean it there was a horrible casualness about the tone in which he spoke if Stricky had been frankly vicious I wouldn't have minded half so much because active viciousness is a definite thing that a person can fight it was his taking the supreme important thing in life love in the same tone as breakfast food that made me feel so bad and it was the third time in one night i had heard that attitude expressed could it really be true that i was the only one who thought decency worth having the idea came pretty near being intolerable and when Stricky, after saying what he had went further and apparently considered it would be a matter of course to kiss me good-night i couldn't even speak to him in protest all i could do was to shove him away and stumble blindly into the hotel If i had been one of those trained carrier pigeons and adele's room the dovecote or whatever they call it i couldn't have gone there any straighter or swifter than i did adele was in bed of course and also in full night armor from chin strap to corn plasters and to some she might have looked funny but to me she was beautiful for her arms went straight out to me and her eyes shone with kindness from the middle of the cold cream and everything the instant she caught sight of my face oh adele you tell me it don't need to be true that I got to come across to get in the pictures. I wailed, throwing myself at her with more force than compunction. Say I don't need to stand for it. Say I can make good by making good. Honey, she cried, folding her blessed arms round me and understanding everything in a flash. Of course you can. There, there. Cry all you want, dear. I understand, and I'd like to beat up the bunch of crooks that you've been out with, whoever they are oh adele adele was all i could say there now i guess i'm wise says she i suppose you are dead broke dear and that you went on a job party in despair and then found you was too decent to go through with it i thought so well it won't lose you anything in the end honey character is as much value to an actress as to anybody but what'll i do i says partially recovering i'm stony i can't get an opening it seems like it's absolutely hopeless well tell me one thing dear says adele are you absolutely convinced you can act or do you just want a lot of easy money everybody on earth wants a lot of easy money i says but only a fool expects to get it no adele i want to act i want to make good and what makes you think you can she says but very kindly what makes a person believe religion i asked her back you just know it's true that there is a god and nothing can shake you That's how I feel about being able to act and to make good it's the same as my religion to my surprise Adele reached over and kissed me there she says I knew it they say the broad and easy path is the one to travel in the movies but I always say there's too much traffic on it better take the narrow one dear and I'll go with you how says I vaguely pleased but not understanding I'll tell you something says she When I first saw you, I hoped you was a prospect, and I needed one badly, for honey, I'm about broke, too. You mean you thought I might hire you for my mother? I gasped. Just that, says Adele, and when I found out you was green and had no money, why, I naturally put the idea out of my head. But meanwhile, I've got to be real fond of you, and I'm going to help you all I can." And the first thing we are going to do is move out of this hotel into cheap but decent rooms with privilege to use the kitchen range and wash tubs. I'm for it, says I. And you will take any extra stuff you can get, she says. Fine, says I. Furthermore, you need to change your last name, says she, and you can just simply take on mine. Bonnie Delane, how does it sound? It listens well, says I but not half as good as living together with you does i need you bad adele well my first official act will be to send you straight off to bed says she and by the way dear you better cut the adele from now on call me mammer oh mommer you just bet i will adele says i end of chapter 11